You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. And I'm Cash. And I'm Jake. And we're right back at it with some more Luke Cage. I think we're doing episode six through eight. That's right. That's right. And it's mainly, I'm not going to lie, we only did three episodes this week because I was lacking a little bit of motivation to uh, jump back into the series. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll agree with that. But I also think it's a good three episodes to kind of set aside because a lot of inciting incidents happen in these three episodes a lot of stuff did happen i would say these were probably the three best episodes of the season so far for me at least yes i would i would agree i think they are the best three episodes so far strongest episodes you know but unfortunately it still feels like it's strong for this show to me yeah i would definitely say it's strong for this show compared to jessica jones or even daredevil season two for as lackluster as that was (laughs) so disappointing but I think these episodes were so strong because we met two, I guess, new characters, people that we've been hearing about that really showed their strengths and Mama Mabel and Diamondback. Agreed. Um, this is one, one of the major things I actually like about the show is finding out some of these backstories on some of the characters. Yeah. So I love that they brought in Mama Mabel finally. And you can kind of see what molded and shaped some of the people in the in the show like Cottonmouth like Mariah like I almost I start feeling a little bit of sympathy for Cottonmouth like I wanted him to go down this other path that I felt would have been a lot better for him no absolutely and it's weird because you do feel bad for Cottonmouth I feel like I mean I had pity for him at the end I mean just hearing him on the piano the that opening scene and everything I was like are we back at his club like is this some unheard musician that we didn't know about no, no, and it was just, and, and the weird thing is, is the one that was helping him and pushing him and driving him that direction was the worst was, person. Yeah, it was a bad guy. Oh man, and I definitely, and I was like, man, he's not going to be able to shoot him. Like, why would he want to shoot him? And then it came out that he was touching Mariah. Yeah, he's Uncle Touchy. Oh yeah. man, and just the fact that they hit him with that stigma, I was like, come on, like this isn't needed, Luke Cage. Yeah, it was a little easy, I guess you'd say. Um, and then you know. Cottonmouth yeah. throw it in Mariah's face later on, which we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, that that was a very hard scene to watch. Yeah, pretty dark stuff. Um, but the show does something that I I tend to cringe over a little bit. Not cringe, but just get upset over because I know you were talked about in the previous episode that we were struggling with Detective Scarf. Yeah. And that we thought he was kind of out of place and silly character. Um, didn't understand his motivation a lot of the time but then we, we get just a smidgen of his backstory about his son finding a gun and shooting himself uh and we'll be honest it didn't do anything for me yeah but i feel like they could have dove into that stuff a little better because yeah, like, he can act you saw he can act when he was bleeding out <laughs> i mean i'm not going to say somebody can act because they can finally do a death scene where they're bleeding out well Hey, that death scene was better than anything else he did in this whole series. I mean, if, if that's your claim to fame for the series, then <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yes, it was better than the old Chinese movies. Uh, 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 save me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was better than all of those, but yeah. that that's what I'm basing it off of. Yeah, I understand. I just, we get some layers for Cottonmouth, and they kill him. We get some layers for Scarf, they kill him. So I have this feeling that anytime we get some backstory or any kind of layers on a character, they're on the death chart. Yeah, I, I think Mariah's not far from the death chart, in all honesty. Yeah, I just... 
I don't see any reason why she's still around at this point. Well, I'm actually concerned that they're going to set her up as the big bad. Really? Yeah. Um, you think she's going to take Diamondback's spot? Yes. Be- I think Diamondback's going to be a personal thing, but she's going to end up being some kind of kingpin of Harlem type. By the thing. end of the season? Yeah. That's so what do I'm you feeling. think the show's still going to be in Harlem? Oh, yeah. I think so. I Maybe the story will be wrapping up for the Harlem side of it. Yeah. Um, you know, like the pop stuff. Um, but I just have this feeling like Mariah is going to, she's going to completely lose her political career. Oh, it's gone. So it's going to be shifting all her focus to the underworld. Yeah. I, I don't really see anyone from this show surviving outside of Misty Knight, Luke, and Rosario Dawson, really. Just because I think that Claire. Oh, she's Rosario Dawson or Night Nurse. <laughs> Claire, uh, I really think that this show is just going to merge with Iron Fist and they're just going to do Heroes for Hire. Because I don't think that all of these people are going to be able to keep their own separate show. Or no. their own separate season, I guess. No, and uh, to and be honest, I don't... I don't want them to. I don't... As of right now, I don't want a Luke Cage season two. No. Um, especially at 13. I don't think any of these seasons really need to be 13 episodes, with being said. I think it dropped, oh, like we talked not. about... Ten dropped, episodes. Yeah. Or eight, even. But I really see, because Heroes for Hire is a thing, and it's Iron Fist and Luke Cage. So it just makes sense that instead of them keeping their own seasons, just merge them. Or yeah. make uh, Luke Cage a more integral part in Jessica Jones, since they have relationships in the future. True, true. I mean, they could do the Heroes for Hire thing and kind of squeeze them into all the other character yeah. seasons. Uh I'll be honest, I'm not too extraordinarily, extraordinarily thrilled about what I've seen so far for Iron Fist either. I will disagree. I'm not I'm not just crazy about what I've seen so far. Hopefully, obviously, I'm going to go into it with much lower expectations after Luke Cage. That's fair. You know, because I mean, it is being, I don't want to talk about Iron Fist right now while we're doing No, I, I understand, but I, this this has dampened Marvel Shine a little bit on Netflix. I w- I will agree. Yeah, I think so. Um, what's cr- but still crazy? A lot of people love this show. I mean, they love it. Have you heard what they're loving about it? Or because I know we were asking for a little bit of feedback and everything, and I just still have yet anyone to say what was so stellar about this show. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe people aren't willing to talk to us yet until the season we're, we're done covering it almost so yeah they don't want to spoil for us or something but i mean as of right now i'm 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 kind of like it feels like homework a little bit but i will say the best part about this show so far is the luke and claire uh rapport the dynamic yeah um, as scarf would say they have rapport you know they do yeah. very well together yeah i mean any of the scenes that she's involved in are usually uplifted because she's extremely good actress. Um, I like her attitude. I like how she handles herself. Very feisty. Yeah, extremely. And But she's very smart. And she's compassionate. And I don't know. I, I, I like how she's written. Yeah. I wish the same. But I mean, you could say that she's not necessarily written for the show. She's written back from Daredevil season one. I mean, she's playing the same person. And maybe that's some of it too. Maybe she has a character that's already been, you know, planted in our minds and built up through seasons and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're kind of 
which a is what, biased possibly to which is why me personally i still love everything that luke cage is doing on the show for the most part but that's because i got to know him on a stronger show in jessica jones yeah and but see that's the thing the luke cage i saw in jessica jones i much preferred yeah i i like him by himself but the way he's written and the way this show's written around him it just feels so cartoonish to me Oh man, speaking of cartoonish, some of these fight scenes again are just they're stupid. Like I, episode 7 started off with one uh Cottonmouth's right-hand man, Muggsy or whatever his name is, you know which one I'm talking about. Um Zip? Yeah, Zip. I don't know why I said Muggsy. But <laughs> wrong it, show, wrong era. Yeah. But it, was that a Fat Albert character or is that bad again? I don't know. But anyway, Zip He's sitting there trying to run guns while Luke Cage is still in town. And like Luke just walks up, do I even have to say anything? And everybody scatters. And it's like, how is this still going on? Oh, yeah. And we get to see the gun bending scene again. again. Just And Zip's carrying up Desert Eagles. Like we, We've already <laughs> yes. talked about this. Zip, you weigh 130 pounds. Yeah. You're not shooting dual eagles. Just not going to happen, man. Yeah. I, I, honestly, it does not... Does it not feel like they've run out of ideas for Luke Cage's powers? They really have because, I mean, we're just repeating the same tired things over and over again. Yeah. And they I, didn't work the first time. I, well, I just... Like I said, it really feels like Superman. Like, it, maybe he's just not going to carry over because we don't have a good villain or way to showcase his powers yet. And no, just, I, I will totally agree with that. I, I totally agree that I like his powers. He's... He's fun. He should have awesome fight scenes. Uh, but instead, we're going to get a bullet. Yeah. You know, we get the Judas round, okay? Which Wh- is the most unbelievable thing that I'm finding yet. Yeah, I just hate they went the route of a gun and a bullet. I mean, it was cool when they fired a rocket launcher at him into a yeah. diner and stuff like that. And, you know, that was awesome. Something you didn't expect to happen. Very fun. Rip Genghis Connie's. And then they just go to this bullet. and I'm From the incident, which, yes, okay, I understand why you're tying in the incident because that's when we had the aliens and everything. But couldn't we have found a way to bring in Slovenia or one of the other things? I know we harped on it last time, but the fact that we see the kids selling incident DVDs still and then Luke talks to him a little bit and is like, I just need to borrow your eyes. I don't, I don't know. Like, that scene didn't yeah. work for me either. I would have rather it been the metal that uh, Black Panther protects. Oh, a little bit of vibranium. Vibranium. Right? I, that makes a lot more sense. Captain America's shield's made out of it. You know, it's like this huge battle over it. Slovenia was full of it. Yeah. And it was going to crash oh, and it smash. It was the uh, Wankondria. Black Panther's yeah, not Slovenia. I, wasn't the, um, the Ultron, the he island or what that? He filled it with it, didn't he? No, Sylvania, that was, uh, he didn't fill it with it. He just made a suit out of it, made okay. a body out of it. Anyway, that would have been cool. That's yeah. a neater tie-in to me. You know, not um, the incident. Yeah. Because now they're making this some alien bullet that when it hits, it keeps drilling into the skin, and then it explodes when it's inside. And it somehow fires from a regular assault rifle. Yeah. Like, um, that, that was the most confusing part of it to me. Well, yeah, the gun didn't look any different. There's this big, fat-ass round, and it's like, hmm. Uh, I mean, that has, looks like it goes out of shotgun. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know, man. I just I, bad decisions. No originality or new cool ideas that's trying to to kill Luke Cage. We talked about it before we got on the mics about Mariah mentioning, "Have you tried to drown him or poison him?" It was really dark, and I loved it. Yeah, but that's a great idea. Yeah, because that the whole time I'm thinking like, how many cement bricks is it going to take to throw over a boat with Luke Cage, and just will he drown? You know, I mean, is he still susceptible to these things? Yeah, I mean, it's like, does his body weigh more? Can he swim? You know, th- these are things that we don't know about him yet. Oh no, we know we can swim because he oh, swam because he swam away from an island. <laughs> Great swimmer. So like, we know his body doesn't weigh more than it should in water. Yeah. It's still very buoyant. Yeah. So. I don't know. I wish I just wanted to see some more original, cool, like I, out of the box ideas, thinking yeah. as far as ways to try to kill Luke Cage. I will say I found it very interesting that in episode six it started off with him jogging, and I was wondering if he was just jogging to run, run away from things or if he was actually trying to stay in shape, because um, that's one of the few things that hasn't really been hit on in any of these shows. And with someone with these kind of superpowers, does he have to stay in shape? No, I don't think it would affect his skin necessarily, but yeah. I think he likes to look good. Uh, he likes to be a big guy. But also, a lot of people jog just to think. Yeah. I think that was kind of some of what it was going on. Just to kind of think, listen to yeah. the music, get lost in Harlem again. Absolutely. Just kind of a, a free space. You know what I mean? Just kind of run, get your mind right. Definitely. Um, but... So we get several things here. Scarf shoots or tries to kill Cottonmouth. Yeah. Tries to extort him for $100,000 for some guns and gets shot in the process by Cottonmouth. Twice. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. All right. He cut, he tries to hide out and get Luke Cage to help him. He agrees to, you know, testify, turn over all his information, everything, in order to bring Cottonmouth down because he officially feels bad for what he's done. Which I found was a little weird and everything, but I guess cops honor and everything might as well turn it all over. But the might fact well. that your only evidence is handwritten notes, and yeah. but a lot of those notes, and especially the funeral home, Mister Spurlock, yeah, you know that all has paper trails and leadings and stuff like that. Well, no, because I mean the funeral home was all done in cash business and stuff, and there's no evidence of these bodies. So, yeah. but if you have dates and can line them up with when the, the <laughs> bodies were burned and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, that. I guess if you could look at the electrical usage and see if he was not reporting. I'm just saying, there was a lot of information in that yeah. notebook. And I'm sure it could be extremely effective as, you know, evidence towards Cottonmouth. But it immediately gets thrown out because Scarf was dirty and they didn't want to use it? Okay, so it's thrown out because the chief or the governor or whatever came down and said they don't want this black eye in the news so they threw it out and they're trying to bury the fact that scarf was a dirty cop yeah and so we're getting the same problem that uh, daredevil season two had with claire when the hospital didn't want to have the black eye or anything didn't exactly. want to admit yeah that this was happening so it was yet again we're recycling instead of trying to come up with something new yeah it's kind of I mean, it, unoriginal, old, you know, old hat type stuff, really. I don't know. I mean, like I said, yeah. I was starting to like Scarf and then he died. So I don't know what to do with that character now. Because so, it, now it's played into Misty and she's acting kind of crazy. She and, 
Like she off went a little too psycho because I mean she knows that Luke didn't do it, and this IA person who was her old lieutenant, I think they said, is trying Something to make like it that. seem like Luke is definitely the thing. When Missy's like she's defending him, defending them, and it's just like, no, I'm still arresting you. I'm still doing this. I know it was you, and it's like Luke has done nothing but help you in this entire case. How yeah. are, how are you justifying this, Misty? And then the interrogation scene that she had with Claire, it was just, Claire, I thought, handled herself perfectly. Oh, yeah. And I love the, uh, I have a, you can call my lawyer. And I was like, Foggy, let's go, Foggy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, Mr. Big Time now, but unfortunately, it didn't come to that. Not yet, at least. We haven't seen, maybe later on, we'll have yeah. a small tie-in with Foggy or something. I don't, I don't know what they're what their goal is, you know, with trying to make Misty seem off the rails. Yeah. Um, that she was so emotionally attached to Scarf and now she's kind of losing her cool. Um, which, I mean, it didn't, it didn't seem like they were that good of partners. I mean, I know the shows make it like they were partners of the year and everything. They were like, uh, I hate to just compare them to Nelson and Murdoch, but it made it seem like they were that close with each other, which for some reason, Whenever they were together, I didn't feel that. But, I mean, that's the story that the show's trying to push push down our throats. Well, no, I agree. And I, I don't think their, you know, connections in the show were that great. Yeah. Um, but, when, like I say, when he's dying and bleeding out and stuff like that, I felt like the connection was better. Yeah. I, I felt like both of them became better actors and actresses. It's just <laughs> like, what am I... I don't know what to do anymore. Because Cottonmouth became interesting to me. And, like, they just killed him immediately. All right, so, I mean, we'll talk about it. We have uh, Mariah coming to the club and everything. And we have this really deep heart-to-heart between Cornell and Mariah. And, like, we had just had all the flashbacks with uh, Mama Mabel to where she was almost belittling. Belittling. uh, I'm just not. I'm going to give up. She was making uh, Cornell feel small by trying to play the piano and not get into the family business, quote unquote. Not getting his hands dirty. Yeah. And Mariah was able to kind of be cushioned in a sense. And Cornell definitely felt backstabbed by that. He, he was deeply hurt. And Mariah ends up flipping the script on him like, no, I was protecting you the entire time. I was doing all this for you. And... It ends up hurting because Cornell truly loved Uncle Tony. And he never really... Well, no, he. I guess he did end up knowing that he touched Mariah. Yeah, but you see what he harbored in the back of his mind was that... Victim blaming. Which yeah. I hated that the show went into this topic as well. Yeah, that makes it tough because you hear that type of stuff all the time. Well, what were you wearing? Yeah. You know, did you ask for it? You know, you're walking around the house half naked. You know, you liked it. And it was like, come on, come on, man. You didn't have to go there. Um, yeah, the mama Mabel scenes were excellent to me. I I would say flashbacks are what this show's doing best. Yeah. I mean, she's lopping off dude's finger for selling drugs in her neighborhood. Shears. Yeah. Oh, no, just quickly. I was like, okay, Oh, and I thought that was his punishment enough. No, no, no. no. Now, Cornell, now you go outside and you stab him to death. Yeah. Um, and don't be too loud. I got white people in the front. Yeah. Which, I, like I said, all good. Yeah, classic. Um, so he comes back in. She kind of comforts him. 
next time he comes around, you know, you see some stuff with, was it Uncle Tony or Uncle Ricky? I think it was Tony, but I mean, it could be Ricky. I'll look it up real quick. Either way. Um, Uncle comes around and stuff like that. You can tell there's some stuff going on. There's a little He's tension to, on, uh, uh, you know, power play. Yeah, I feel like they. It kind of showed you early on that he had some back dealings going down. Yeah, because he was being a little too quiet, and there were some strange looks between him and Mabel. And that, he was uh, almost playing devil's advocate with everything that uh, Mama Mabel was doing. Like she was getting on to Cornell, he was comforting him. Yeah. She wanted Mariah to do something. He'd tell Mariah to do something else. And just kind of being the good cop, almost in a sense. Kind of, yeah. Kind of playing the sides. Yeah. And then you could even tell when the guy that came in that got his finger lopped off. And she's like, well, who told you could do that? She looks over at him. He was about to look at Uncle. And he, of course, you know, slaps him. You know, don't look at With me. With the quickness. Yeah. Because he didn't want to get found out. No. And I thought that uh, Mama Mabel had kind of noticed it or something, but... I guess it didn't register. No, I think she knew. I think she had an idea. Once that happened, I think she had a, a you know, a slight idea. Yeah, but that's Uncle Pete. Uncle wow. Pete. Wow, wow, we were both wrong. There we go. Um, so the next scene or whatever like that, where he comes back late and tells her that he's been with Uncle Pete. Yeah, for and, hours. Yeah, it took him to a uh, not audition. Piano yeah. audition. Took him to an audition, but then for a couple other hours, he was at a drug house. Which happened to be Domingo's. The uh, guy from the first episode who he was supposed to give the guns for a million dollars. Yada, okay. yada, yada. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's how that all that got tied into. Right. So, so now we end up finding out that it's Pete that's trying to do the drugs. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Mabel takes Cornell and Pete outside, wants Cornell to shoot Pete. This is where Mariah comes outside and says, you know you deserve this. You've had this coming. You never should have put your hands on me. Yeah. Well, when she was first looking out the window, I thought she was coming out to defend Pete. And then, as you said, it all unraveled to this deep, dark scene. And I was like, okay, yeah, Pete's got to go. Yeah. I, they did a good job playing this right, where you had sympathy for Pete in yeah. the beginning because you're like, Oh man, come on! Okay, he tries selling some drugs. He's trying to make the business a little, you know, cash on the side. But he's also trying to help Cornell in his music career and stuff like that. So don't do this. Yeah. And then, as soon as Mariah comes out, and you find out he's molesting her, I'm all for him getting shot. Yeah, shoot him dead. Yeah, him, so, him right in the dick. And it's just yeah. like, ah. <laughs> uh, but then he died. This is one of my pet peeves for just any show: is a people just kind of automatically die, but b he hits him in the right chest and the stomach, and then Pete's just dead. Yeah, this would be some terrible bleeding out, painful dying for a yeah. little while. Like, uh, Scarf was shot somewhat the same areas and survived what, a day, essentially. 36 hours? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, man. And oh, and he had to drag himself yeah. you know, to God knows where. Drive around, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Bleed out in the barber shop for who knows how long. And I'm not going to blame Luke Cage for this because tons of shows do this. Yeah, tons of movies, shows. It, this is just something this. that it's one of my pet peeves. Absolutely. So, but anyway, so we get this kind of cool, twisty Mama Mabel flashback, mm-hmm. and we kind of find out that Cornell has been forced into this lifestyle. Yeah, when he had a lot of potential. 
to play music. So they keep flashing back to Cornell playing music in the present time and stuff, which is really well done. And I don't think we've seen him play music before any of this, have we? Maybe. Maybe once, maybe. Or yeah. You, what you see him doing is playing on the table. You see him oh, with his fingers. Oh, we do see him do that yeah. a lot. And that great job, show right? They, congratulations on doing something well. Subtle. Yeah, very just, subtle, and it makes perfect sense now. Absolutely. Very well done. So when the Mariah and Cornell scene happens, and she talks about how she raised him, you know, that his crackhead mom didn't want him, and dad, blah, 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 All whatever. All blows. All these low blows, but she was also talking about, I changed your diapers, I fed Mm -hmm. you, I took care of you, I babysat you. And then he fires back with, like you say, victim blaming. Um, You know, that I saw you with Pete and you liked it and you wanted it and stuff like that. Okay. When she pushes him out the window, I was like, okay, good good job. Well, Well first off... Great jobs in grabbing the champagne bottle and give him a good old whack on the head. Yeah, good thump. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad it didn't break. Because they usually don't break. No. You have to bash that thing onto something. Like, Luke Cage could probably break this, but anyone else in the show, most likely not. If you hit somebody in the head hard enough to break that bottle on a champagne bottle, that person's probably dead. Yeah. Because you just broke their head open. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she clonks someone, throws him out the window. He's still alive. In some pain on the ground. How I wish you, I wish they had stopped it right there. Yeah. And let her come down and, and be like, don't ever say I wanted it. You know, don't ever say I enjoyed it. Made like a like nice that. like low, like dropping the camera down. And like, it's just like a long, slow we hear coming down the steps and everything. Yeah. I think they could have stayed there. But instead we get her just beat him with a mic stand. Yeah. To death. And... Like I said, I was just getting slightly attached to the Cornell character, and now he's dead. Viciously. Yeah, viciously. Uh, overly killed, if that's possible. Well, and honestly, when she grabbed the mic stand and was hitting him on the chest and the stomach at first, yeah. I was like, okay, let's, okay, give him a few more shots, no big deal. <laughs> Get your but then it in. pans up, and I'm like, oh, here we go. She's going to start bashing his head in. So, I yeah. don't know, man. I was just slightly, slightly disappointed because, like, once again... This is in a three-episode span. or t- Really, it's two-episode span. Two characters that I wasn't in love with, but started to like, end up dead. Yeah, because I, I really felt like uh, the actor playing Cornell really grew as an actor by the end of this thing. Like, as soon as he gets out of prison, he's feeling untouchable. Yeah. We see a different swagger. We're learning this music thing. I'm thinking, okay, this is why he's got the jazz club. Maybe, you know, he's going to kind of get out of this game. I know it wasn't acting like he was going to get out of the game, but start doing some music stuff. And we we're going to get that side of Harlem into this. But as you said, it's cut short by yeah. a mic stand. You could see what side of the business he was most proud of. Mm-hmm. He's very proud of his club, he's very proud of the musical acts he was bringing in. Yes. You know, the underworld side of the business, he wasn't very good at. Yeah, well, it's just like he wasn't, he's not proud of it. Like I said, like he's not, it's he not his passion. No. You know what I mean? He, he wanted the money so he could fix up the club, bring in the music and stuff like that, and bring back that, like, ambiance back to Harlem. Yeah. You know, and that, and that was cool. And it's like, God, I hate he's gone now because that's something that's going to vanish now. Yeah, I really don't think we're going to see any more musical scenes coming out of this club or anything. Like, I don't see that being part of Shade's repertoire. 
And no. those are really some of the strongest scenes of the show. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And then, of course, Shade's character just kind of coming out of the shadows yet again. Yeah. Look what you've done. And he's got it all worked out for her. You know, yeah. what, what she needs to do. Somehow's already been to the barbershop, planted some phony evidence. Yeah, they put on some gloves and all kinds of stuff. I mean, uh, once it, again. It's like, how do they even get, where do they find these gloves that still have his DNA on them that haven't been washed out? And where, like, how is he rubbing them in the trash can or something that, you know? Okay, like, so he was the dishwasher yeah. in the bar. They used the dishwashing gloves to put blood on them, and then they took them to the barber shop. I don't know if they say anything about Luke Cage's. Okay, so they just took a basic pair of gloves, put some blood on them. And right, and then they disposed them in the trash can at the barber shop. Um, wow. That, that's okay because I was really confused at what was going on here with all it's that. It's thin, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very thin, thin at best. Yeah, so I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I'm really struggling. I, I I was super excited about this show, and I'm feeling like I'm being such a downer on it, and I hate being that way. Yeah, for shows because I mean I, I know we are focusing a little bit more on the negative stuff when I mean there are some bright spots. As we've mentioned and stuff, but they're really so few, few and far between. Yeah, you know because what I mean? I'm I'm thinking now to like Stryker. You know, we have this great villain, and he actually feels a lot stronger, and that's because I think he has a personal connection with Luke Cage that we find out there could be a pretty lazy twist in them actually being brothers. But I mean, okay. he's at least holding his own, and he is from the comics. He's the guy in the comics who originally set up Luke Cage and sent him to prison. Agree, and. Or Carl Lucas, I guess. I was happy to see Diamondback finally. Um, I wasn't expecting him to be the guy shooting the round at him. No, uh, that seems like something you would do with a lackey to, you know, get to handle that business. Completely but off guard. Now that we know that there's a personal background involved, it makes more sense. So, but to but me, once, like, why are you shooting? I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but no, why fine. are you shooting a Judas round from that far out? Like, we this price is astronomical. I'm wanting to make this like point blank. <laughs> like I don't want to miss on what could be. I'm going to assume a million dollar shot. I mean, possibly we have no idea. Um, we know it's expensive. Yes, super expensive. Um, I mean, it's like that old Chris Rock skit. It was like we don't need to raise the prices of guns. We just need to raise the prices of bullets. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But some of the stuff just seems kind of like Terminator ish to me. Yeah, where they're. You know, he's just walking down the middle of the street with his big, huge assault <laughs> rifle. He's calling out, you know, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. And, you know. He flipped over an ambulance with a, with a, a grenade launcher. I mean, nobody uh, in Harlem is going to just, come on, guys. I just, it's, it's fun and cool. And the rule of cool usually plays out with me. Just some of the stuff where it's like Jason Voorhees is walking and everybody else is running, but he's staying with them. Yeah. You know, Michael Myers, that type of stuff, and the Terminator type of stuff. It's like, oh, man, this but I mean, be tightened at, up. At least that usually works in those senses because there's no one else around. We're in a freaking city. Yeah. And, like, the cops are out looking for Luke Cage. Like, that is specifically stated. Yeah. You know, there's absolutely. APBs out for him. No one knows about this ambulance flipping over. Well, just... Like, it took the police that long to arrive? <laughs> like I mean I don't know like that just doesn't make sense to me. Just some of the things that I wish 
this is this is what I'm talking about. This is why it requires a certain kind of bad guy for Luke Cage. Yeah. You know, he gets shot in the stomach. So he's in pain, which I understand. But now he's also like vulnerable to other hits. Vulnerable now. You know, they they go into the uh the, the theater. theater and he like gets hit in the head a couple times and he's like goes down and yeah, grimaces. He, he was and, woozy and stuff. Like I'm sitting here the whole fight, like, okay, like I don't know why you're not covering your wound when you can just take this bar of whatever sort it is literally anywhere else on your body, grab it, he's in close, and the fight's over. Yeah. Like, just cover your one wound or just uh, run at him. Do anything. <laughs> yeah. Do anything besides what you're doing. When and you're this, within a foot of him, yeah. snap his arms, you his know, leg, his neck, whatever. But also, right before that, I do want to mention the shoulder charge into the column, and then the whole CGI shake, and he falls oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the guy's not getting up from that fall after his head hits the freaking chair and bounces off. Like That was pretty brutal fall. Yeah. like We're seeing quarterbacks take these hits, and they're down for days. Yeah. If that was Tony Romo, he'd be dead. <laughs> uh, not, not even broken back anymore, just dead. Yeah. Okay. First off, kudos to the stuntman. Yeah. Because that was nasty. That was a nasty fall. I mean, ribs broken for sure. <laughs> um, but of course, he lives to fight another day. Not only fight, but win a fight against the invincible man. Yeah. So. And But then we see him, you know, Luke finally gets in close, throws him through double doors that are closed. Into, into a pillar. Into a pillar. And the guy wraps around like Gumby. Yeah. And then bounces up. Like a cartoon. <laughs> he lands against his back, flips. Yeah. And falls to the floor. I mean, no. it's, like, it's like being in a car accident. Yeah. You know, with your body out of the vehicle. Yeah. Um, you're done. Yeah. You're I done, mean, sir. You're dead. You're not, I'm sorry. Well, you, if you're not dead, you're in bad shape. Yeah. You're, you're not uh, getting up and still fighting and winning by saying, oh, yeah. I'm your brother. So, But, I mean, I love the history that we have, and he's just, you know, poking. He's, he's poking Luke Cage over and over. He's like, Reva, he's like this, I set you up. And, you know, I, I want to know what Luke Cage did. Yeah, and, what did he do to deserve this, like, history of violence against? Yeah, like, he, he keeps saying, like, you know, I did you wrong, I did this and that, but they never specifically say what actually happened, at least not to my knowledge. Not yet. We haven't got the backstory yet between Diamondback and Luke yeah. Cage. So, which I'm sure is coming in the next few episodes. Well, I mean, I'm thinking they're hitting at they are old partners. Because when he was talking to Misty, he was like, I know what you're going through with your partner being dirty and stuff. And she got all emotional. Was like, don't tell me you know how I'm feeling. Well, I think he literally does. Yeah. Because it went through with him and Stryker. Yeah, I think so too. So, we'll probably get to a, a case kind of like... He found it, out he's dirty. He turned him into internal investigation, whatever. I, I don't even think it would have gotten to an IA, in all honesty. I, I think he just left him to get taken out by whoever the bad guys were who he was ripping off. Possibly. Possibly, you know. Um, I do look forward to the next several episodes because, like I, I said, these were the three strongest. I really feel like we're picking up steam. I think we are, too. And... I'm hoping what everybody loves about this show is the good taste it left in their mouth at the end. Yeah. So maybe the slow start and the kind of disappointing decisions are coming to an end and moving towards 
you know, a, a good finale. I'm really hoping we get a lot more strong Claire scenes with uh, Power Man because he did call himself that. I forget what she tried to call him, and he immediately nixed it and was like, no, Power Man. That's what Pops always yeah. called me. Yeah. Uh, I like the coffee stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you don't drink coffee. You. And she sat there thought about it. She was like, you didn't drink any of your coffee this morning. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. drank your orange juice or whatever. Uh, yeah, and she's straight up kibosh. I'm yeah. not sleeping with you. Like they, um, there's a lot of good subtle humor in the oh, show absolutely. that they're working in. Absolutely. Um, I do look forward to more Claire. I actually like to hear the night nurse, you know, Sid. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's been doing this for three different shows, know, now. superheroes. Now it's time time for her to get her her title. Yeah, I mean, um, she's the night nurse Marvel. Just suck it up. And she's clearly, you know, discussing that's her plan with her mom and stuff like that. Yeah, like, this is what she wants. So. Anyway, Diamondback gets another round at him. Yeah, at the end, right? And he goes into a garbage disposal, and I'm just, what that that garbage disposal is going to break as soon as it tries to close in on him. Oh yeah, that's useless. It'll, it'll just start to wind its gears. And- yeah, he's like, come on, bring out the grenade launcher. Let's blow this thing up. Like, if you haven't yet again, you know, we see he's a pretty decent marksman. Why aren't you aiming for the heart or head? Or lungs. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is he actually trying to kill him? Or is he wanting him to well, suffer? I mean, we saw the seven-minute uh, laser on the back of Luke Cage's head. So, I got to assume he's trying to kill him. Yeah, it would make sense that way. <laughs> you know, Claire, Claire, like three days later, Luke, get down! Yeah. And if they could do me a huge favor, the editor and the person who makes sure each scene-to-scene looks correct... Oh, man, when Scarf and Claire and him are running, and he is getting shot to pieces, and then, and then the they clothing. come outside, all his clothing is just fine. Yeah. Oh, it irritates me to no end. It's not good. It's actually your script supervisor. Our good old, oh, is that uh, who handles that? Yeah, and a continuity person. Continuity director or whatever. Because uh, good old Larissa, that's what one of her jobs is whenever she's on There set. you go. There you go. I mean, just how did that not jump out and just punch everyone in the face that watches it and edits this. I, I don't know. And I mean, they there were still a lot of problems with that in these episodes, but they try to cover it up a little bit due to lighting. They did a lot of dark lighting. Oh, well. But yeah, you just use the same the shirt. He's not covered yeah. and riddled in... I just, mean, he's torn to ribbons as far as his clothes. Just label these things so you, you know, you're putting on the right clothes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, I know... Things aren't shot in a continuance fence. Yeah. You know, they shoot things all out of place whenever the lighting's right or whenever they can have a certain space. So I know how it can happen. But once it starts going into editing and stuff like that, oh my God. Gotta be fixed. It's gotta be fixed. It's just brutal to see. Especially, as you said last time, you know, it's just, you're mentioning it so strongly, you've got to double check these things. Oh yeah, absolutely. But um, either way, like I said, I'm looking forward to the next episodes. We're going to do the... You know, 9 through 13 and finish this podcast off on this show. Um, Hopefully, like I said, it'll leave a good taste in our mouth, leading us in to, you know, Iron Fist and the Defender series. Which Iron Fist did get a definitive date. It's being dropped March 17th. Okay. Excellent. Um, Which I'm sure we'll cover that as well. Yeah. Uh, And then, uh, so I mean, I just go ahead, let us know, do you think that a striker, aka Diamondback, really is his brother or not? I'm going to go ahead and say no. But it's not looking good for that prediction. Yeah, 
and also we're going to finish watching it you know this coming week so send us some feedback you can spoil us now yeah no big deal if that was what you're waiting for i want to know why everybody liked this show and we're struggling so much with it yeah you know just let us know what you liked about it give us your rating and everything and uh we can't wait to hear from y'all but until next time i'm cash and i'm jake